Live from New York. Kind of live. We recorded this in New York, straight out of Goose Camp up at Basswood Lodge. Got another episode of the Foul Life Podcast. Today's episode is a provider podcast. We got my man, Joel Cleefish, with us. You know Joel from the Midwest series of the Foul Life Podcast. He's all over all of our cooking demonstrations for the provider our social media, the Fat Life TV show. He's even seen himself on Mr. Ted Nugent, Uncle Ted's show, Spirit of the Wild, with his lovely lovely wife, Shemaine. Spirit of the Wild airs every week on the Outdoor Channel. And we got provider 90-second recipes and tips of the week, and Joel Cleefish has been on a few of those already this season, soon to be more. He's our guest today, and we're talking about a recipe that he wanted to show is the Canada Goose Pate. Um, come on, it's Canada Geese. You don't eat the livers. Well, Joel is taking the livers out of Canada geese and making a pate to spread over bread or crackers or pita bread, whatever you choose. And he loves it. We did it in camp right here at Basswood Lodge in upstate New York with my man, Nick McNamara, his guides, his clients. We all got a nibble of it. There was mixed feelings. We're not going to lie. We're going to talk about all of that today. It's another provider episode. Finish what you started. The providerlife.com, the foul life podcast is also brought to you by our friends and family at Sig Sauer. You know, we have the Peace of Mind podcast series here with Sig Sauer at The Foul Life, and we're proud to be associated. We're honored and humbled to be part of the Sig Sauer family of brands and their handguns, their culture, their belief in protecting our families, our kids, our wives, our 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 husbands. If every man and woman should take gun safety and gun ownership very seriously, we got to believe in our Second Amendment right to bear arms. And that's exactly why we've teamed up with Sig Sauer over the last year and a half, and we believe in their engineering their approach, their culture, all every single one of their handguns. They have so much more coming to the market. Their new headquarters and the experience at the Sig Sauer experience is absolutely amazing. We're headed up there in a couple weeks to visit with Jason and the entire team. You've also heard Jason St. John on a few episodes of The Foul Life. He is a sniper from our military, our special forces. He is now a uh, uh, acting just a badass employee of Sig Sauer. I, you can hear it in my voice. I'm so passionate about our association and partnership with the one and only Sig Sauer. Check them out at SigSauer.com. And all of the all of the new handguns are just so precise. They feel great in our hand. We're training with them every day. We have so many new episodes of Peace of Mind podcast with Sig Sauer coming at you soon. But today's episode of the Foul Life podcast is also brought to you by Sig Sauer. Thank you so much for the support. This is an episode with Joel Cleefish, a provider episode. Remember to finish what you started, get the new provider cookbook, get all of our dry rubs. We're getting ready to introduce a brand new beef rub called the brand, a brand new chicken rub called the mother clucking chicken rub at providerlife.com. We're proud of it. Thank you so much for listening to the foul life podcast brought to you by the provider and Sig Sauer. Here's Joel Cleefish talking about his Canada goose liver pate hope y'all enjoy oh man yeah it sounds kind of crazy out of the box I, I mean it's a little bit off script you know but and a lot of people when they hear the word liver they shy away but i mean in wisconsin particularly in the midwest but you know anywhere that's got a german influence they eat braunschweiger if you've heard of braunschweiger or liver sausage that's essentially you know sausage that's made from the liver of a cow and it's very common and people eat it all across the country, you know, spread it on toast with some onions and, and some mustard. And I thought, man, I wonder, you know, you get real fancy restaurants that have goose foie gras or goose liver pate. So I figured why not make some from Wild Canada Goose? So when you say pate, is it going to be 
a spread as well? Is that what you were trying to get out of it? 100%. Yeah, like a spread or a dip with pita chips or saltine crackers or spread it on toast. Pate, I mean, I don't know the literal French definition of pate, but I'm guessing it means like a, a spreadable pureed meat, basically. I mean, you have chicken liver pate. They serve at a lot of restaurants, goose liver pate, and Braunschweiger or liver sausage is essentially beef liver pate. So it's really about the spices and the way it's cooked. That's what's going to end up, you know, determining how it tastes. When you're cleaning geese, do you always keep the entire goose? Or because we get a lot of messages, why are you just breasting it? Why aren't you keeping the skin on? With specs, we keep the skin on a lot. With Canada geese, we don't very often. But are you saving the legs? Are you using any back meat on a Canada goose? A lot of times I do use the, the back legs on a goose, and I'll just carve around when I'm taking the breast out. I'll just uh, continue to rip that skin down past the thigh and the leg. And then you can just take your knife and carve off the thigh meat. The problem with Canada goose legs, when you start trying to take it, they've got those fine like cartilage, half cartilage, half bones in their legs, all those spurs. And the last thing that, you know, something that's going to ruin someone's experience is to get one of those caught in their throat or caught in their mouth. So I tend to steer away from the legs of the Canada goose, but I will take thigh meat out. It makes kind of like a, it's a calico color. It's a little darker than the breast meat. And that's kind of cool when you're making, you know, putting it on the Traeger in a tin, in a tin foil uh, pan, making it for shredded goose or pulled goose sandwiches. It's cool if it's got a little bit of different coloration in it, but usually just the breasts and I thought, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I thought, man, it, I'd be curious to see how the liver pate is. And, and we'll talk about, we can talk a little bit about how to get the liver out of the goose. It's actually pretty easy. Talk to me. What is it? Yeah. When, you, when you're breasting out the goose, um, you've got the abdomen cavity right below the breast. So you've got the top of the goose with the head and the neck, and then that's where your breast starts. And once you take that breast out and the tenderloin with it and all it takes is an extra second or so to make sure you get that tender line, which is up against the center of the rib cage. When that's out, you go to the bottom of where the breast meat is, and there is a distinctive triangle right in the middle. All you have to do is push your finger through that triangle. There's a membrane over the top of it, and then the liver is going to sit on, uh, if you're looking, if you've got the head of the goose toward you, and you're looking down at the breasts and you've removed them and you push your finger through, the liver is going to be to the right-hand side. And you won't confuse it with anything else in the region because it's about three and a half inches long, about an inch and a half to two inches wide, and it looks kind of like the shape of a human liver. So you just take your fingers in there and you put them behind the liver and then you pull out and it will come right out. Now, I, I use one of those cowboy game washers for all my goose and everything it washes out every feather gets the blood out real well even takes bb's out you know if you sit it that's just any game washer that's got moving water in it so i use that with the livers because the liver you know delivers bile to to the animal just like the human liver de delivers bile into our digestive system and you don't want any of that bile in it so when you pull that liver out um, put it in water in a circ you know circulating water clean it real well and then you're going to have your livers. And honestly, it takes when you're breasting out a goose, it takes no more than one minute to get that liver out. And it's something that is just really creative. And it's, again, one of those things that people eat, and then they're really surprised how good it tastes. So what's easier? You said the, if, if you're 
looking down at the goose and the head's towards you yeah that the liver is going to be on the right side so it, it seems to me like that would be harder to reach in like this you know you got your arm and you're going into the <laughs> yeah. so if i'm i'm i want to make sure that our listeners understand if you're if you're breasting a goose with the head away from you like yes. you usually do mm-hmm. you know you flip it around and you take that one piece of meat off but i would if I was going to go into the abdomen or up into the guts, I would flip it around to where the head's facing away from me. Sure, that's probably easier. So then it would reach up to, with your fingers on the left side of the belly. Yes. Uh, and then and pull it out, right? Yes. And so you got to fish hook it and just slide it along that 100%. rib cage. That's a good dis- uh, description for it. So when, it's, when the head's facing away from you on the left side of the cavity, right under the ribs, is where the liver's going to sit. And you use your fingers like a fish hook. Um, put them on both sides of it and pull it right out. It'll slide. It'll come right out with ease. It's not hard to take out of the animal. All right. So now we th- run it through the cowboy washer and the rinser. We get all the bile out of it. And so, or do we do we have to marinate this? Do we have to salt water it, buttermilk it to get any game out of it? How? What are the next steps to get to the final pate? Well, that's the beauty of it. You can do any one of those things. If you like, you know, to soak your meat in buttermilk before you use it, go ahead and do that. Some people soak them in balsamic vinegar overnight. Uh, give it that balsamic kind of flavor throughout. I didn't. I just took the livers. They were cleaned. And the first thing I did was use a little Napa Valley olive oil on a hot skillet and put those livers right on the skillet. Get your skillet hot first. Then you want your oil. That way the meat's not going to stick to it. So skillet hot first, then put the oil in. Let that Napa Valley olive oil heat up uh, to where you're going to get a sizzle. Put those livers in, and that's when we added our spices. And this is, again, one of the beauties of cooking meat with the provider spices and rubs is whatever you're in the mood for that day is what you can use to season your meat. I used, I think I used Covey and Drop Tine that day. And so I gave them a good, healthy dusting over the top uh, with Covey and Drop Tine and sauteed them in there in the olive oil. I used... What did I use? A little bit of uh, garlic in there as well. Uh, just a dollop of the minced garlic. I always like to put garlic in everything. You could do minced onions in there with it. Because remember, this is all going to go in a food processor afterwards. So it's all going to blend in with it. There's no you know, chunks in pate. Pate, you want to come out the consistency of like a moist Play-Doh. So when you're cooking these things, um, and, and you don't want to overcook it, but with liver, you want to make sure it's cooked all the way through when you're making a pate. That will help the consistency of it. So when you have them uh, sautéing, they'll flip them about halfway through. And I'd say maybe two to three minutes on each side. Make sure it's sizzling the whole time. Flip them over and they'll get, um, they'll get cooked all the way through. But you don't want to overcook them because then you're going to turn them rubbery. So you don't need to cook them real long, but make sure they're cooked all the way through. So... This is the beginning stages of the pate. Yeah. It's just it, getting the sizzle on both sides of the dry rubbed goose liver with Napa Valley olive oil. So yeah. we're doing it almost like we would do flash frying a duck so far. Exactly and, like this is, flash fry a duck so So I'm so trying far. to visualize this. This is this is going to be turned into like a spread, like, yes. a, like a hummus almost. Uh, like it, the, it's kind of like meat hummus. It's like the, the meat version of hummus. Would that be spam? <laughs> No, spam. Spam's firm. Spam's like uh, spam's like the meat version of bacon, like the thick version of bacon. Spam's great. I don't know. You I don't mind. Like spam, spam, I do huh? like spam. I don't mind do spam. Really? Pork shoulder and ham. Is spam Hawaiian? I don't. I'll tell you what. I don't know, but they eat a lot of spam in Hawaii. They have a dish called spam wasabi. Yeah. Which is like basically <laughs> um, sushi made out of spam. Yeah. It's pretty good, man. It's, it's good. A little seaweed. So. 
So this pate starts to take form now. Talk yeah, to me about so how it starts to take form. Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. Cook it just like you're cooking, uh, you know, a duck breast, goose breast. If you want to eat that breast seared on both sides. So you're searing it, you're sauteing it, but you're cooking it all the way through. So two or three minutes on each side. Make sure it's cooked. You can use a meat press on the top of it if you want. And from this point, I mean, it's like zero to pate in about five minutes because all you do is you take those chicken livers which are about you know three inches by two inches put them in a food processor and then you're going to add your final ingredients to the food processor afterward you don't i don't cook with these ingredients i want those livers to just absorb the flavor of the rub that we're putting on them i want them to absorb whatever flavor you like uh whatever you're in the mood for that day that's the direction you can turn the flavor of that pate into so you put them in your food processor you're going to add just a splash of lemon juice in there i like a little bit of tart you could use lemon juice you could use uh balsamic vinegar just give that a little bit of tart you want a little acid of something you could use orange juice even if you wanted to and then i give them a splash of cooking sherry okay, or cooking, cooking sherry wine. a little bit of citric and something that's got some tartness to it yep and you and you're in the food processor now you've already got your minced garlic and your rub on there and now the, the, the goose livers are in the food processor with a little bit of tart, something like orange juice or something. Yep. Your sherry, which you could also substitute like a red wine yes, or a Merlot. Yes, any form. wine. Okay, so then, and then what, what are the ingredients you're saying? Onion? One more ingredient that I like to put in the pate uh, that I, I think is a necessity. That's when I'm going to add about an eighth of a cup of Napa Valley olive oil into it after it's cooked in the Napa Valley olive oil. I'm going to put a little more olive oil in into the food processor because that olive oil will act as the binder to it. So when you process it, it's not going to be dry and crumbly. That olive oil afterward will act as a binder to it. And that's where you're going to get that, you know, uh, liver sausage consistency to it, spreadable consistency. Which, is, okay, so tell me everything that's in the food processor now. The liver? So you the put your livers in there. The tartness? Anything tart? Sherry? Sherry olive and oil. olive oil. That's it. So there's nothing, no other vegetables that go in this. No, or anything to go into this. No, because once you spread, once you're processing the pate, you want everything cooked. Everything cooked. If you like onions, put diced onions. But there's no in. onions in this, right? This was no, just diced there's, garlic. No, there's or just garlic. There's some minced garlic in it. Did you taste the liver before you put it in the food processor? Did you? Did you slice off a tiny sliver and taste it? I have it? to confess, I did. Yes. And yeah, I tried it. It wasn't bad at all. I mean, it but tastes, was it good? You know, it tasted like chicken livers, which I'm, you know, mediocre on, I guess. A lot of people fry chicken livers with yeah. breading, though. So yeah. So this is a non-breaded there chicken was, liver? It tasted like a non-breaded chicken liver. There's a restaurant where I li- near where I live where they do butter and onions in their chicken livers, and they don't bread them, and it tasted very similar to that. Could you butter It was actually this? very tender, also. Could you butter these in, in onion? I was going to ask you that next. Could you make Canada goose liver and onions and 100%. make it a nice liplet? Absolutely, 100%. So you're going to try would, that next? I think I would use um, my lemon juice, or I like key lime juice, frankly. I really like key lime juice. I would do that at home and make that as a meal, but in that case, I'd put the key lime juice in while I was cooking it. Instead of waiting to put it into the processor to make the pate, I'd use the key lime juice in my skillet while I was making it. So now you, what, what um, I guess on the food processor, what are you doing to it? Are you dicing it? Are you mincing no, it? No, I've got one it? of those really cheap old ones. So it really has only one speed and I pulse it. Just pulse so it, pulse, pulse it. it. 
until it starts getting pulverized and broken down. Then I'll take a spatula down the sides of the food processor, push it back in toward the blades, start pulsing it again too. And that's one of the keys, you know, to cooking like this. And a lot of the stuff that we end up trying is kind of stuff you make up in your head and it just turns out great. Or sometimes it doesn't turn that's out the best that part great. Cooking. I love it. I love that part of it. And I, I get so excited about the fact that you're going to try something that maybe nobody else has ever tried or very few people have tried. And when you put, so when you're doing that and, and you pulse it a few times, three, four, five times on the food processor, take a look in it. If it looks crumbly, you can always add a little more olive oil at that point. Um, you know, give it a taste while you're doing it. And if, if you think you'd like it a little more tart or you'd like it a little more salty, add a little salt at that point, add a little more spice at that point. You could make, you know, one of these pâtés that has some real kick to it. You could use the dragon spice. And then I, I was figuring, I was kind of excited about it the other day. You could serve goose liver pâté using the dragon spice in the liver pâté and then top it and put it on rice crackers and top it with wasabi mustard. And I thought then you have like an Asian goose liver pâté. So I'm gonna, that's going to be something I try in the future. So, so when you're pulsing it, you just keep pulsing it until it's literally a creamy consistency. It's like a consistency of cream cheese or liver sausage and you can form it and shape it into whatever you want. You can shape it into a goose on a plate and you serve it that it? way. Uh, we, we shaped it into just a nice little upside down bowl, like a circle, and then uh, hit the top of it with some parsley. And it looked, I mean, it looked right. Like it was something coming out of a five-star restaurants, you know, kitchen. And it was phenomenal. I mean, we were eating it with just crackers. I do the low carb thing. So I was eating it with pork rinds. Um, but I, the next day I had, um, I had some of that low carb bread that I grilled, uh, grilled just the bread. And then I spread it real thick over the top of two pieces of toast of grilled bread, added fresh cut Vidalia onions to it and used the white castle horseradish mustard on the top of it. With more, did you make fresh pate? You had no, some left I had it from leftover from the day before. And Who it was you, unbelievable. And you ate this with Dave Nelson and yeah. his wife? Yeah, Dave Nelson and his wife Bailey came over. And I think she was probably a little leery because I said, hey, come on over. We're going to do some cooking for the provider. Uh, and I'd love for you to be, you know, the person who eats it um, and gets get your reaction on it. And she's like, okay, no problem. She shows up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she thought she knew she was going to be eating goose liver, but she ate it. And she's like, wow, that's pretty good. Was she hesitant? No. She was not hesitant. Did Dave eat it? It, it? Yeah, he tried it. He liked it. It it looks, I mean, it does not look, there's nothing unappealing about how it looks. It looks like something that would be served at a restaurant. Um, it's real, real creamy consistency. Um, there's no, uh, no gamey taste to it. I mean, it tastes like Braunschweiger. If you like liver sausage or Braunschweiger, or if you like liver and onions, man, this, this, should, this will be right up your alley. And the, one of the cool, exciting things to me is that you got another thing that you can take from that harvest field to table. That's kind of unconventional or very often, uh, you know, thrown away with the goose that you can use. And I kept saying to myself, I wish it hadn't taken me this long to realize how awesome this is, how delicious it is spread on the toast with the Vidalia onions. And then whatever kind of mustard you like on top of it was one. It was amazing. Did your wife try it? Uh, was she around? Negative Ghost Rider. Would she try this type of thing? I don't know if she would. She loves it, wild I'll game. I'll be honest. She does love wild game. And oddly, odd, very odd, because you know we get, we get to eat some pretty fantastic cuts like you know Axis Deer and Whitetail and Elk. And, and she, her favorite thing to eat is goose. 
That's her favorite thing, Canada goose. That's awesome. I mean, Specs is very different than Canada's. They're very different animals when it comes to cooking. But she, you know, we we take, I, I go through those, you know, those disposable uh, tins, aluminum foil tins. I go through dozens of those every summer because we put them on the Traeger. You take your breasts out, fill it to the top with water, add a cup of oil, a uh, half a cup of lemon juice, and then seasoning, whatever you want on there. And this is an awesome recipe for a basic goose for anybody that they're going to love. You cover the top of that with tin foil. You let it go on the Traeger at 250, 300 degrees for nine, 10 hours, and that goose will fall apart. Now, here's the, the key to making that absolutely delicious. A lot of people take the breasts out of the stock. They'll take it out of the broth, and they'll shred it, and they're like, oh, it's dry, or it's, you know, it, it's not moist. The key is to take that breast out when you're done. So you get filled to the top with water. You add a cup of oil a half a cup of lemon juice, and then take whatever provider seasoning or whatever your favorite all-spice, all-seasoning is, and give it a healthy dose. Cover the top with aluminum foil and let that slow cook on the Traeger nine hours. The key to the recipe, when you take those breasts out, shred the heck of them out of them. Break down that meat, put it back in the stock, put it right back in the tinfoil, submerse it in the stock, in the broth, and then stir the heck out of it again. What's happening is you're breaking down the enzymes and you're breaking down that meat and that meat will accept the stock, which has got a fat in it. It's got an acid in it and it's got the flavor in it. It will pull it back into the meat, turning that meat slippery like a pulled pork or, you know, something, uh, a pulled beef or, or shredded beef, make it super moist, super rich. Cause it's going to have that stock in it. Then you can use that shredded goose for the base of any recipe. You want to turn it into Mexican? No, get we're not going to talk about that yet. We're going to bring you another recipe with Joel Clayfish. That's Canada Goose <laughs> Liver Pate. We are going to get into some pulled Canada Goose. He threw some at us today. I'm going to bring you that recipe next. Right here at the Fat Life Podcast, another provider episode. Finish what you started, theproviderlife.com. Get your ultimate pack. Get your dry rubs. Can't wait to introduce the two new dry rubs, the Mother Cluck and Chicken Rub and the Bram Beef Rub, as well as our provider, cookbook 264 pages 82 recipes full color photography inspiration influence stories in the field tactics processing butchering fitness duck calling you name it we try to bring the entire mentality ideology and lifestyle of being a provider we feel that there's nothing finer than living off the land knowing where your food comes from growing a garden raising your own steers raising your own chicken your lambs how to cook a rabbit, how to cook a goose, how to cook a moose, how to cook a deer, a halibut, a sturgeon, a walleye. It's all in there. Theproviderlife.com. Get your cookbook, get your dry rubs, Joel Clayfish. I'm Chad Belding. We'll be back at you with another provider episode right here of the Foul Life podcast. Thank you all very much. In the meantime, check out this song. It's called My Foul Life by the rock band 2AM1.
passion for living. 